Hello, guys, and thank you for joining us again for another episode of uh, Beard, Bald, Bipolar, and the Boss. So, my name is Brandon. There's the fifth B. Uh, I want to thank you all for joining me tonight. Uh, it's going to be a fun conversation over a very serious topic. Um, I have a lot of people who thank me for being so open about my mental health and then others who think it's a crutch or an excuse or that because I don't drool on myself or something that it's not, that it's not real. Um, I wanted to reach out today because as a Browns fan and don't worry, I will not talk football that much on this. Uh, I wanted to introduce a book. Everybody fumbles. Uh, it's by former Browns player, Ernest Biner, as you could see here. Um, cool thing is I have his autograph in this book, uh, but it's called everybody fumbles. Um, for my sports fans, let's get back to that in a minute. All right. Uh, let's dive into a serious topic about life. Um, I want to talk about mental health as I do every Monday, but I think we need to have a little bit heavier discussion today. We need to talk about men's mental health. Okay. Uh, I'd like to add to my screen right now. Um, this is a TED talk with uh, Mrs. Stephanie Slack. She is speaking about. She's speaking all about how. Let's just get into it. Be masculine. What does it mean to be a man? Society tells us men should be strong, dependable, and able to provide for their family. There's very little research into the reasons why men suicide, but the recent research that does exist speaks about how men's high suicide rates are linked to risk factors, such as history of being abused as a child, single status or relationship breakdown, and financial difficulty at unemployment. So that means that if you're a man and you've had a troubled childhood, you're still searching for the one, or you're worried about money, you're at risk of suicide. How many of us know men in that situation? I mean... I don't know about you, but I know a lot of people that feel mental health issues right now. They're feeling how this is coming about. They're seeing this happening to them and they don't know how to respond. And as men, they don't know, we don't know where we can go to express ourselves because we're held to a standard that even in our own heads, we're told we're allowed to go be open, we're allowed to go be who we want, but at the end of the day, we're not. 76% of all suicides are by men. 76% of all suicides, let that sink in for a second, of all suicides are by men. So before we go and play it off like oh yeah well they ha they should be taking care of the family they should be doing this society's changed life has changed and in this last year we've seen a pandemic destroy a lot of lives end of the day as a man when you don't think you are good enough you lose everything you think you're worth According to the American Health Risk Association, when someone dies by suicide, like any other cause of death, the loss of this is felt by many. The ripples of the loss spread from close family friends to community members, acquaintances, and even people the, the disease did not know. 
all of those are exposed to the loss many experience different levels of grief and trauma from. The national suicide rate has increased 25.4% from 1999 to 2016, with an increase from 2018. They saw an increase of 1.4 million suicide attempts and more than 48,000 deaths by suicide. Just so I'm clear, that's in the state of Nevada only. So I'm going to repeat that. In 2018, there was 1.4 million suicide attempts in the state of Nevada and 48,000 deaths by suicide, making it the 10th leading cause of all death in the United States, where men have twice as many deaths as suicides by as, as suicide than compared to homicides. Just want to throw some statistics out there. Why? Because, I, by the way, all of the links are below. Because we need to bring attention to this. It is time for men to start taking care of themselves. Men need to feel honored, respected, loved, cared for. And it's not asking too much. It's not asking for men to just be... I don't even know the word you're going to want. I don't even know. But men need to feel good about who they are. They need to feel comfortable in their house. They need to feel comfortable. And we've spent their whole life being told talking about our mental health is not a good thing for us. It's not a healthy thing. Well, let's go back to what Stephanie Slack says. He was a doctor. Super smart, creative. She's talking about her uncle. He spoke new languages with ease. He played and wrote music. And he understood science and maths like no one else I knew. He was the kind of kid you really hate at school, right? <laughs> he saved people's lives for a living. And yet, he decided to take his own. I'd like to take you back to 2010. I was at my new flat in Brighton having dinner with a friend. About to start my third year of university. When my dad calls me to tell me that they found my uncle. That feeling, that sinking feeling in your stomach when your heart drops all the way down and all you can think is what could I have done to stop that from happening. That feeling is not something I wish anyone ever has to experience. Men are facing a crisis. How many men do you think die by suicide each day in the UK? Have a guess. Raise your hand if you think it's under five. Raise your hands. Under five? Under ten? Do me a favor. Write a comment of how, what you think the statistic is. How many men die of suicide in just the UK every hour? Okay? Men die of suicide in just the UK every hour. It's 12. That's one man every two hours. That's 12 people well, we're all a day. day. We're going to lose 12 men to suicide today. I don't know about you, but that's a really high number. That's a really high number. Just last month, the Washington Post put out an article on December 16th. Sorry, two months ago now. Whew flying by 
The Center for Disease Control and Prevention conducted a survey recently asking young adults whether they had thought about killing themselves in the last 30 days. One in four said yes. One in four kids in high school today have been thinking or wanting to attempt suicide. These are national numbers. These numbers come from the CDC. And just to give a small example, because a lot of people like to make fun of millennial generations for being weak and not being willing to be strong. Yet here we are as a society that wants to talk about mental health. From athletes killing themselves because of football and sports injuries to wrestling injuries to people who just don't feel they've ever been adequate enough to be in part of society. The hom you have a higher percentage chance of knowing someone that committed suicide than knowing someone who died of homicide. Two point every three people, 2.3 out of every 100,000 people is a male who committed suicide, while less than one person out of every 100,000 people in the U.S. die from homicide. Think about that. That means you know somebody who most likely has committed suicide. You've been involved or heard of somebody that's done this. And as a man, we're not allowed to open up more about this. We're not allowed to talk about these things. We're told we need to be quiet. Or when we do open up, we are with the wrong partner. And they don't understand what that feels like to be told that being open, being raw and real. We're told that does not equate to being a man today. I don't know about you, but I want to be a man that can actually stand up for himself. Who knows he's doing his best. Who knows that his partner has the best for him. So let's go back here, and then I'm going to tell you guys one last story about me. Stephanie Slack. Thanks for sharing this, Steph. Close your eyes just for a minute. I promise nothing scary will happen. <laughs> now raise your hands if you've ever had a really bad day that's left you feeling maybe stressed or upset. Okay. Keep your eyes closed and keep your hands raised. If, if that, that bad, bad day, day or bad, bad week, week or bad month has ever, has led, ever you led you to think about harming, harming yourself or taking, or taking your, your own, own life. Thank you. Put your hands down and then open your eyes. That was about half of this room. I invite you to consider what might be different if we didn't see having suicidal thoughts as wrong and what that might mean for the men in our lives thinking of suicide. Let's go back to my uncle Richard. For most of his life, he experienced what was most likely bipolar. And he had suicidal thoughts on more than one occasion. In fact, six years before his death, he attempted to take his life. The sad fact was that Richard lived in a time where suicide wasn't considered something that you spoke about. 
It was swept under the carpet and a cause of shame amongst families. There was something wrong with it. I mean, it was only in 1961 that we stopped making suicide a crime. <laughs> Richard's parents were medics, an anaesthetist and a nurse, and they didn't understand suicide either. They didn't think that it was real. And, and I think they were probably in denial, denial about, about what was happening, happening with Richard. Richard. What, what happened, happened to my uncle isn't my grandparents' fault. Suicide is complex and rarely attributed to any one factor. But when I reflect on Richard's experience and on how we still struggle to speak about suicide today, nothing's really changed. We still struggle to talk about it. We label it as abnormal or unusual, and we make men wrong for having suicidal thoughts. We say that they're unwell or that they need to get better. And because we think of it this way, it stops us from being able to talk about it. And we stay silent instead. And suicide remains shrouded in this stigma. That stigma is only perpetuated by irresponsible and sensationalised journalism that, that happens in the cases of celebrity suicide. suicide. Just look, Just look at, some at some of the reporting around Anthony Bourdain's recent death. death. You maybe don't know anybody that's wanted to attempt suicide. You maybe don't know anybody who has. I remember being 16 years old. I just left my friend's house. We hung out all day. Our parents didn't know we skipped school. I'm home getting ready for bed. My dad walks in my room. And my dad's a tough guy. He, you do not cry. You do not know. Mental health is not a thing for him. And he hugs me. First time I ever remember him hugging me like this. And he tells me my friend killed himself. When I was just with. The thing is, I remember being in line for his funeral, and his mom had a line hours long of people. She got out of line and hugged me and told me how much she loved me. I have a tattoo. The semicolon. Because I didn't put a period on my life. The movement, a lot of people do it, a lot of people get this tattoo. People who suffer from suicidal thoughts. Truth is, I've attempted more than once. And if I'm being really honest, when I went through it, I really wanted the church to be what got me through it, but it wasn't. Felt more judgment for attempting suicide. The worst part is I didn't do anything like cut my wrists or anything. I went to the hospital because I didn't see a way out, and I thought that was my only way at 27 years old. At 37 years old, I have days I just can't stop crying.
but I don't give a shit anymore. I don't give a shit about the pains. Don't get me wrong, they suck. But you're not going to judge me for who I am. Because you're not living my life. Men, it's time to speak out. Speak up. Here's the thing. I said I'd come back to this book. The name of the book is Everybody Fumbles. And if you're a Browns fan, 1987, the Browns were plays away from going to the Super Bowl. And Ernest Biner got the ball and fumbled it at the one-yard line. Here's the thing. On a wide open going into the end zone. So even if you're not a sports fan, he was breaking through and getting in. And the game was over and the city was going to go to its first chance to win a Super Bowl. Sports is huge because it's something people connected to because it was how they fought their depressions. It's how they fought their anxieties. It was they got through by exercising in high school, playing sports. Everybody Fumbles is a book about a man who was three feet, three and a half feet, one yard away from having his dreams come true and being able to be the guy who scored the touchdown that got the Browns to the Super Bowl. And the ball slipped away. The interesting thing, he's led a great life. He's made a lot of big things, changes. And Ernest Biner has set the tone for understanding that you are never going to be perfect. Imagine knowing you're three and a half feet away. And then it just fumbles. That's pretty hard. With men, we're not allowed to talk about it. We've been told that it's not something you do. That's not what you should do. That's not how you're supposed to. I ask that we start to change this. It's time we change this, this view because being that close, that's hard. How do you push through? How do you get through? Write a comment, share, do me a favor. Take a moment today and every moment you can that instead of distracting yourself with social media, reach out to somebody on that social media that you haven't talked to in a while. Somebody who maybe you really weren't that good friends with. Just say hello. Just say it's nice to see you. I wish you the best. I just was thinking about you. Any one of those sentences can land very deeply in people's hearts. Thank you guys for joining me. This is Brandon. I am the CEO of Delight Cafe CBD. Uh, this is a beard, bald, <laughs> bipolar, and the boss. Thank you guys for joining me. I wish you all a great day. Mm -hmm.